and welcome back, guys. I hope you guys had an amazing week. I know we did. Right, Ricardo? Oh, so good. You know, studying for midterms, got multiple <laughs> homeworks too. Oh, I definitely don't miss the student life. No, it's no, it's I don't. On weeks where all this is due, it's it's not it's not fun. <laughs> then again, I kind of do. I th- I'm I'm considering of going back for my masters, but we'll see. Can you pay for it? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> So, so today's going to be kind of a more normal to what we plan on having forward. I know our previous episode, it was really just a quick introduction and where we want to take this. But this is how we plan on having our episodes formed from here on out. So we're going to start off with Esther. She is a first generation college graduate. She is the second youngest of six siblings. Six. <laughs> <laughs> She's two years out of college with a civil engineering degree. And she's worked on multiple projects from community park restorations to seawalls. However, she's making a big life decision, not only to do this podcast with me, (laughs) but she's also recently leaving her job. Actually, isn't today your last day? Yeah, I'm kind of sad, but, you know, as we mentioned in the previous podcast, change is scary, but necessary, and it's good. So, you know, I had definitely had that in my mind for the past few months of like resigning my job and yeah it's scary but exciting because I have a few offers already waiting for me but I think I'm gonna take the time to take a break from it because I felt like I didn't get that like after graduating and just enjoy what makes me happy and then like I gotta go back to work but yeah (laughs) yeah so let's uh, rewind this back a little bit and tell us a little bit about your background Yeah, so like Ricardo said, I am number five out of six kids. Um, I was born in Mexico, in Ensenada, Mexico. Um, My parents immigrated to the United States when I was probably like six or seven. And, you know, I've been here all my life. Um, By, I guess, by what the law considers me or names me, categorizes me as a DACA recipient. If some of you guys are not familiar with that, um, basically I'm provided with a social security and a work permit that allows me to stay in the United States and protects me from any like deportation and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I am a DACA recipient and um, I am the number five of six kids again and You know, um, growing up was not easy in a household of six kids, you know, because my parents were always working and um, we at a young age had to to start working as well or help them out, like, you know, working in the fields and stuff like that. I know, like, if I recall my summers, you know, when I was young, it was all working in the fields with my sisters and my mom. And yeah, it's it's kind (coughs) of, sorry. I get, I get a little emotional. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> um, it was hard. Um, but I feel like going through all the struggles with my family, um, it, shaped, it shaped the person that I am today. Um, it taught me to be tough, to work hard for what I want in life and I feel like if my parents hadn't put us through all that 
I mean, not that they wanted to, but like, you know, it was necessary because we were extremely poor, you know, and in the summers, my sisters and I would go and help my mom to try to make, make some money for them and help them pay the bills and stuff like that. And yeah, it, it, it was definitely life changing. And, and my parents taught us to work hard because if we don't go to school, the fields are waiting for us and life in the fields is really hard for those that have worked in the fields you know what I'm talking about and you know having to wake up super early and be under the rays of the sun all day to get paid minimum wage you know it's hard and imagining to that being your full-time job for the rest of your life is it's crazy amazing I mean, it's amazing that you're able to get through that and, you know, find yourself where you are, graduated with the engineering degree. And how did you do that? How did you choose engineering as your path? Um, so, you know, going through high school, um, I was an avid, um, but I just felt like I was, I, I guess I just never imagined myself being an engineer. Um, I I wasn't the best uh, at chemistry or or you know or math I wasn't bad at math but it just intimidated me for some reason um and it wasn't until my senior year I guess because of my older sister that you know she she um went to college right after high school she was the first one that broke those barriers her and my brother I want to say yeah um and, you know, she started looking for those opportunities of what's more out there than just high school. And if it wasn't for them, I don't think I'd be here today, you know. Um, and right after I graduated, I was supposed to go to Fresno State <laughs> to be a business major. And I was going to go with my friend and we had already planned everything out, you know. And probably the last two, I want to say like a month before school started, um, everything went down the toilet and I guess at the time at that same time too I was taking a summer class I was taking statistics gross yeah because I wanted to be a uh, you know a, a business major and um, fortunately I was able to sign up for classes uh, at my community college and I started taking business classes and you know I was on a two-year track to like you know take all these classes and be out of there within two years and I want to say after my first year I realized that business was not for me it, it just didn't interest me I was just doing it because I'm like oh I'm just gonna follow my sister's path you know and I I think at the time too I was taking a pre-calculus class I still remember this uh, professor of mine Mrs. Chung super amazing lady um and I was taking her class and I was like, oh, wow, math is fun. Math is, you know, actually enjoyable. And I was actually really good at it. And she's one of the professors that really helped me gain my confidence back in science and math. And one of my, actually my brother, he's like, you're actually good at math. Have you considered doing engineering? I was like, what is that? You know, um, so I, you know, he helped me and I started looking into um, what engineering was and I was like okay I know I need a lot of math and and physics and all that and I mean I'm not so bad at it and I was like why not take on that challenge you know so I did 
I started looking into, I, I actually just started taking a bunch of like engineering classes. And then, you know, I was trying to catch up because I technically lost a year of, of my first year of college. And um, yeah, I, I went through different phases. I first wanted to be an ag engineer and then a mechanical engineer. And then eventually I reached to what really interests me, which is civil engineering. So how I got into civil engineering was, you know, I remember going with, I believe, the MESA program from my community college to a presentation that Cal Poly had. And from what I remember at, at that presentation that I got out of was an architect and, an, and a civil engineer um, were discussing about the projects that they were working on, assisting, like, you know, underdeveloped communities and all that. And, like, I was like, oh, wow, like, that's some, you know, that's something that aligns to what I've always wanted to do, you know? So I reached out to one of them and I told them, oh, this is what I want to do. This is what I have in mind. And this is my ultimate goal. And the engineer um, suggested for me to look into civil engineering, you know, because I've always had in mind that whatever I decided to do was that I hope in hopes of it making a positive impact in my community. And that was one of the reasons that uh, that caught my attention because they were helping communities, underdeveloped communities, you know, by helping them build like livable, livable homes. And yeah, so that's that's how I got into civil engineering. Yeah. Did you I know one of the big topics, you know, especially you being a Latina uh, and female engineer is engineering is very male dominated and that can be intimidating for people to go into. Uh, what were your thoughts when you were looking at engineering as a career and and knowing that? Uh, so, yeah, I honestly never thought of, like, engineering being, well, obviously, yeah, it's male-dominated, but it just didn't cross my mind at the time uh, as I was attending community college because I still had, like, you know, acquaintances and friends that were females. But I could see already that, the majority was male, dom like male dominated, you know, and it wasn't until I did my first internship in the construction industry in San Francisco where I realized that, oh, wow, this is male dominated. You know, it was just me and, and, and my mentor at the time who was also Mexican. We were the only two Mexicans in, in the department, you know, um, oh, the funny story. People thought I was her daughter. <laughs> because we're Mexicans we all look alike right um so we were the only two and then you know like that like kind of opened my eyes so like okay it's okay it's okay that it's male dominated like you know we're here to pave the path for younger generations um and then after that you know I graduated went on to to you know start my career did the construction department again I was the only recent grad, female, woman of color, in my department. All all the the engineers I was working with were like of ten, fifteen, you know, years of experience already. Obviously, not 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 Mexican or you know, um, which is fine. And it just opened my eyes even more. I'm like, okay, you know construction is definitely male dominated you know 
and it was a challenge but I really enjoyed what I did so at the you know I, I just went with it yeah and uh, I know going into these type of situations especially when you're going into a workplace where uh, your peers have 10 15 you know 20 years of experience it definitely can make you feel like an imposter and that's one thing that we hear really common or at least that I've heard really common is this whole um, imposter syndrome and not feeling good enough but what are your thoughts did, did you have that feeling uh, when you started working and how did you overcome it and did you know that you were good enough that you are good enough for it yeah imposter syndrome I had that prob- probably all the time um, it's something that I'm still working on and um especially like i mentioned going into construction it's male dominated and being the only woman of color there was definitely tough um i I did feel like out of place because you know again i was working alongside with great engineers don't get me wrong you know they had so much years of experience and then i was there a recent grad not having that much field experience or you know much uh, exposure to engineering besides what I, I was taught in school and it was tough the first few months it was tough because I was like well like you know maybe this is not meant for me maybe I'm not meant to be here but then I thought about like wait I put myself through so many years of schooling so many sacrifices that my family had to go through and and myself to be here no I deserve to be here you know, I think we all started the same way, you know, and it's something that I'm still working on, you know, but I think it's important to to address that. Yes, er, I think we all go through through imposter syndrome. Um, it's hard because sometimes you do doubt yourself a lot, but I think that's being part of uh, being OK uh, you know, working in a environment that makes you feel uncomfortable, you know, because being uncomfortable is good. It helps you to become a better engineer, become a better person, I, I want to say, and take on those challenges where some people like are, no, I'm comfortable here, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, definitely. I did have a lot of that and I'm still working on that because again, my job is working in the construction industry. So men are going to be everywhere. And it's, you know, if we don't make those change, like, you know, uh, encourage more females to go into those industri- industries where it's mainly male dominated, then how are we going to, you know, change that? Yeah, I do have um, one one like tip that I think we can all take take on. And it, this is especially um, relevant to recent grads or or students or people that are going to graduate soon is we as a new grad have the ability to ask a lot of questions and seem naive you know and i think this is an important quality that we should take into going to a new job especially right out of college because the more questions you ask the the more you're going to learn about the company the more you're going to learn about the process they do at the same time it'll also question uh, the people that are working there to make them think about their processes right they've been set in their in their ways for you know several years but as a new uh a new co-worker you have the ability and it shouldn't be questioned because you're new to ask all these questions why do we do it like this how um, can you explain this process 
a little more? Can you go in depth about this? And it does a lot of things, in my opinion. It helps you learn about their processes, but at the same time, now that someone has to explain it to you, they have to have a good reasoning why they do it. And if you can find a reason or a way that's better or suggest a way, it's, it's, it's going to, um, you know, it'll help get your name out there and it'll help everyone start communicating with each other in a better way. So I, I think that, you know, we should all take that and try it out. So maybe, you know, in your new career, don't be afraid to ask as many questions, you know, because we're so young, we were given that ability to, and this might be harder, you know, five years, you've been waiting with some question and you're like, I mean, I've just been doing this process, but I don't, you know, now it gets harder to ask those questions or, or understand them. So really take that time and ask as many questions, get to know everyone. Uh, and I think, you know, that'll help alleviate some of that imposter syndrome. Um, <coughs> so knowing that, like, did it, did, was it hard to approach your bosses or any other one of like senior level? Mm, sometimes I want to say like I definitely did work a lot with one engineer very close you know um, I helped him out with in several projects and there was other engineers that I also worked with but not as much as I did with this other one and whenever I had questions regarding their projects or the process um, with like more the seniority level it was it was a little challenging because you know, I had to make sure I, 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 at least I felt like I had to make sure my questions were, were relevant or were, um, how do you put it? Not, not necessarily dumb, but good questions, you know, because they're out, they're busy. And I just felt like it was harder for me to ask questions to those that I didn't work as much with, you know, and this other engineer I worked with, um, very close, he kind of helped me. Um, he actually helped me out a lot. Um, even though he was super busy, I felt like he did take the time to teach me things. And, you know, if I didn't know something, he would explain it to me or, or how the process is out in the field and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I guess, um, it depend it depends on who I asked the questions to. Yeah. <coughs> um, and, you know, knowing where you are now, um, you're leaving your job or you're, you're in the process of leaving it. Um, was there a moment that you were like, this, this is just not for me. Cause I know like in my past experiences, my moment is when I'm staring blankly into a screen at a document that I have open. So it looks like I have work on my computer. And a lot of those times I just sit there thinking, why am I here? Like I'm just wasting my time, their time and just, I need the pay to get through another, you know, another month of bills. But uh, those are like a lot of the moments where I'm just staring blankly into a computer. Is there like a moment like that that you had? Yeah. So, again, I was there for two years. Uh, I tried leaving after a year. <laughs> but my boss was like, well, what do you need? I was like, well, give me more responsibilities, you know. And by all means, it was not because of the money, you know. But he offered me more money, of course. And I was like, mm, that's very tempting. What else? <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, I ended up staying another year. Uh, and But before that, I had addressed to him like here. Hey, I I need these things because 
I feel like I'm falling behind. Not in not that I'm like not doing my work, but I felt I just felt like, you know, out of college a year after I graduated, like I felt like I needed to be overworked, you know? And I felt like sometimes my my work was too mellow or like why am I not stressed out, you know? Or why am I not putting overtime when I should be? Or you know, not that like it was requir- required at all, but I just had that mentality of like wait I always thought like after you graduate, you went, you know, <laughs> to get overworked and stuff like that. I don't know. Um, but the point is that I tried leaving a year and within a year. I gave them another year to, you know, make sure that what ha- I had addressed to him at the at that time were going to get met. And nope, I, I, I did, con- you know, I, I had contemplated this decision for about three months because I was comfortable with my job I knew what I was doing I knew I knew the routine you know and it was at some point I was like what the heck I'm still young I I need to I think it's time for me to leave I I need to feel challenged I need to feel like I'm I'm being productive or feel like I'm making a change because because to me um it's important to feel like my role is making a difference if that makes sense um and I wasn't getting that there Uh, at the end of the day yes it was paying my bills believe me I was getting paid pretty damn well for what I was doing um but it wasn't again it wasn't because of the money you know I at the end of the day I just wasn't fulfilled I would come home mm, kind of like with a bad not bad attitude but just not happy like you know if I had days where like oh whatever day work was like whatever you know I it would carry on into my study session because I'm also studying for the PE so that made it very dreadful you know um the the way I was reacting to to how my work was you know making me feel was not good because it was also affecting those around me and it got to a point where I remember you telling me that like it was affecting you and you know that made me really upset with myself because you know you shouldn't have to deal with that like with that like my attitude affecting you like that you know and it just made me really think I'm like no I think it's time it's time for me to leave this and it's okay if I don't have something set um you know waiting for me but I think I just need a break you know because it's also important to take good care of your mental health and yeah i i i made that hard decision it was tough but i think it's necessary and i'm happy i took that chance you know and um yeah yeah so how does that experience affect your new job outlook like what you're looking for where you're gonna work how does how do you take that into your approach yeah, so actually I have a few offers, but I think I'm going to take some time, you know, to enjoy life and enjoy my hobbies and and then get back to the grind. Um, but what I was looking for, you know, when I was applying for these jobs was how the work-life balance was, but also um, the job itself. Like, you know, something that to me... I was going to be working firsthand on and that was to me the biggest thing um being able to be a 
part of a team that actually makes a difference and where I know that I'll be able to see my my work you know so so what are your so what are your plans now now um so right now well like I mentioned I have a few offers and I I am considered considering taking one um but um I'm gonna take some time off I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna spend time with my my parents and try to do some little California traveling and just oh also study I guess (laughs) I forget I forgot I forgot (laughs) I have to study (laughs) but yeah I'm gonna do that yeah so one more thing before we close up um so if uh you know what would your words be to someone that's in your situation where you know they're just not motivated by the work they do but it's good enough that they can make a living and, and they're content but they're you know they're not truly happy with what they're doing at work and, and it might be affecting their life what would you tell them um i guess i would tell them or ask them is your current job still aligning to your goals to your future goals and you know if they are good if they're not then maybe you need to make a change because again i was comfortable with my job i was getting you know paid well in I was paying my bills and all that but at the end of the day you spent a lot of time at your job so you make sure that it makes you happy and feel fulfilled and it aligns to what your ultimate goal is you know so that to me is something that I would probably ask someone that's in the same situation like do you still feel motivated like you were initially um what are you working towards what's your ultimate goal like what do you hope this job where do you hope this job takes you and if you can't find those answers there then you know maybe start thinking that's great yeah Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that with us Um, hopefully this speaks out to someone out there and they can take this into their life and um, again so you can find this podcast um, again through our website through spotify through youtube and you know share the word if you liked it then please come back for Uh, our next episode so that'll be in a week from today yeah and we'll go in depth with ricardo's story and we hope to continue moving forward with more stories that have you know similar backgrounds or and more importantly the challenges that they overcame and who they are and where they're at in life and we just hope that you guys get um get motivated encouraged and feel connected to these stories that you end up hearing and again if you guys have any suggestions on topics that you guys want to hear or i don't know um any comments you guys have on the past two episodes please feel free to dm us at brood minds or reach out to us on at our website broodminds.com and thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time.